Hi, I'm Shashank Bhargav and you're listening to Three Things, the Indian Express news show. The construction of the Ram Temple in Ayodhya has been one of the main ideological planks of the BJP and one of the most long-standing and contentious issues in Indian politics. After the destruction of the Babri Masjid in 1992 by Hindu extremists, which led to widespread violence and communal tension, the issue remained a key point of contention in Indian politics, with various court cases and negotiations taking place over the years. However, in 2019, the Supreme Court, in a landmark judgment, ruled in the favour of the construction of the Ram Temple and allocated a separate piece of land to the Muslim community for the construction of a mosque. In this decision, the Supreme Court said कि श्री राम जन्मभूमि के विवादित स्थल के भीतरी और बाहरी आंगन पर राम लला विराजमान का ही स्वामित्व है माननीय उच्चतम न्यायालय ने अपने आदेश में यह भी कहा था कि केंद्र और राज्य सरकार आपस में परामर्श करके सुन्नी सेंट्रल वकफ बोर्ड को पांच एकड़ जमीन आवंटित करें माननीय अध्यक्ष जी मुझे आज इस सदन को पूरे देश को यह बताते हुए बहुत ही खुशी हो रही है कि आज सुबह केंद्रीय मंत्रिमंडल की हुई बैठक में सुप्रीम कोर्ट के आदेशों को ध्यान में रखते हुए इस दिशा में महत्वपूर्ण निर्णय लिए गए हैं एंड नाउ मोर देन 4 इयर्स सिंस दैट जजमेंट द लैंड दैट हैज बीन डिस्प्यूटेड फॉर सेंचुरीज विल विटनेस द कंसेक्रेशन ऑफ द 1200 करोड़ रुपीस राम टेंपल दैट हैज बीन अ लॉन्ग चेरिश्ड ड्रीम फॉर मिलियंस ऑफ हिंदूज द प्राण प्रतिष्ठा सेरेमनी इज शेड्यूल्ड फॉर टुडे and will witness the participation of about 8000 invitees including about 1500 eminent guests now in the coming days we will be talking more about the temple and the politics around it but today we first talk about what the young people in up make of the temple people between the ages of 18 and 32 who were born after the babri demolition indian express's deepthi mantewari has been traveling across up and speaking to such people he joins us in the segment deepthiman tell us what is the general impression you get when you ask people what they think of the ram temple and the preparations around it first of all there is absolutely no opposition to the idea of a ram temple across regions and sections of the society one speaks to and uh, there is a general excitement every town every city generally the marketplaces there is a sense of excitement shri ram flags are being sold in every third fourth shop diwali diyas are being sold and people are buying them and there is a general sense of excitement in towns even in villages you go to markets are being decked up lights are being put on people are putting flags on their houses so there is a general sense of excitement among the people largely in the sense that a massive pilgrimage 
is taking shape and it'll be great for those who believe in the idea of ram and you know almost every hindu household sort of worships lord ram and uh, people in these parts actually greet each other with ram ram wherever you go people say ram ram so ram is sort of very deeply ingrained part of indian culture so that way people are happy and uh, now many people say that we are going to be celebrating it as diwali on january 22 and so people are like preparing buying diyas and many people have stocked up uh, firecrackers which they will burst on january 22 so that's the general atmosphere that is there and are these responses similar along all hindu communities or do we see differences along say caste lines so again what we saw is that among the upper castes the excitement is the highest they are most euphoric they are more vocal similarly sections of the other backward castes are also quite euphoric let's remember in these parts actually the parts leading from say western up towards uh, ayodhya there are a lot of lodhi rajputs who are followers of kalyan singh kalyan singh was the you know front runner of the ayodhya movement so they have a loyalty towards they call him babuji so babuji's ideology and everything so a lot of obcs are also quite excited they already love the double engine of modi and yogi and they talk about temple for a while and then start talking about the great governance that these two are providing then again when you go to and speak to jatav dalits you know who are traditional voters of the bsp most of them appear to be at least the sample that we spoke to none of them seem to be very excited about it they said fine the temple is being built but uh, was the big deal i mean it's okay some of them said that uh, you don't allow us in your temple so why should we be bothered so that way they said that we have our own god our god is shiva some said we worship baba ravidas so that's our this thing and deepthiman among those who are excited do they articulate exactly what is so exciting about a ram temple being built see different people had different perspectives some some people who were very excited they were excited about the very fact that a huge pilgrimage is coming up and uh, they have their sentiments associated with the idea of lord shri ram and they are very happy about it there were others who are happy about muslims being you know shown their place and uh, so they talk about 500 years of injustice with the hindu community and now muslims you know not doing gundagardi muslims have been shown their place and now this is the way you know the first step towards creating hindu rashtra so there are those kind of voices also then there are people who are just simply huge fans of narendra modi and yogi adityanath and uh, the temple is basically a manifestation of merely what uh, modi and yogi politically stand for so it's quite a mix of views among the people about what they think about it like there are voices like one bjp supporter said that is a nice we are very happy it has uh, added to the aura of the hindus but politicians should not be involved in it this is a religious matter so there are all kinds of voices on the ground there is nothing wrong with modi yogi inaugurating it because this temple wouldn't have been built unless you know they were here so they say they have every right to do it so they almost equate some in fact begin calling narendra modi himself as ram and deepthiman what happens when you ask this question to those from the muslim community how do they articulate what they're feeling you know especially with concerns uh, among some that with the building of this temple india might turn into a hindu rashtra 
Okay, so the first thing that is when you ask a Muslim about it, he says, oh man, I'm in trouble. That is the sort of expression he has on his face. Then he's suspicious of who you are. You know, then you introduce yourself. Then the person will first give you a stock answer. There is no problem. This is all good. We are fine. I am busy. Or he will say, I have nothing to do with these issues. I am busy with my livelihood. So there is a general sense of reticence among Muslims where you feel it, it is very palpable that they do not want to speak their mind because they don't know what might befall them. For example, I wanted to take a picture of a guy. So he said, what are you doing? You want bulldozers on my house tomorrow? So there is a general sense of fear and anxiety. Some of the Muslims who did speak, they said that uh, we have no problem with a temple. Fine. It is very nice. It has happened through a court order and it is acceptable to everybody. But they had a problem with the anti-minority rhetoric, which is going around with the inauguration of the temple and the whole idea of the Ram temple. They say that we are fine with it. Please go ahead, do whatever you want. But, you know, don't do politics over it. Don't do anti-minority politics over it. They, however, completely feel that they are under siege and there is sense of hopelessness and they feel that these are only signs of more things to come. And they seem to be in a state where they don't know what awaits them. Although most of them seem to repose their faith in democracy and seem that they have to wait for things to change. And Deepthiman, you were having these conversations just before the Lok Sabha elections and talking to people between the ages of 18 to 32. Did they talk about any other concerns or things they want from the government? So some of the demands that people are making is and concerns that people are expressing are, of course, because these are youngsters. So their primary concern is where are the jobs? There are no jobs. You know, there are BSc graduates, there are BCom graduates, there are engineers who are all saying that boss do something about jobs. There are no jobs in the country. Then uh, a lot of people talk about inflation and they say that the government should do something about inflation. In rural belts also, this is a concern which is often expressed. And along with it, another major concern in the rural belts is stray cattle, which they say even among BJP supporters who say that this government is doing great job and uh, it should continue doing what it does. They say, except one thing, if they could do something about stray cattle, because the stray cattle is destroying a lot of crops. Right. This was a big concern even during the last UP elections. Yeah, it has been a poll issue for quite some time, but it is not something that is deciding polls, which is evident. So this is one peeve that people have. And another is, which is a very new thing, which has come with the new criminal laws, which have been passed. And that is about some heavy penalty, which has been stipulated for uh, accidents on the driver. And uh, in the rural belts, a lot of youngsters are drivers. So this issue is consistently coming up in conversations that what kind of a law has the Modi government brought? You know, it is punishing where will a poor man get 10 lakh rupees to pay as compensation? These kind of things are coming up. So these are largely major concerns. And Deepthiman, you earlier mentioned how people's opinions on this are divided along caste lines and religious lines. Are they then also divided along party lines and loyalties? 
Yeah, so basically what we are also sensing on the ground is that the opinion on Ram Temple is also more or less divided on party lines. So for example, when you speak to Yadavs, a large number of Yadavs who are SP supporters, okay. So the SP supporter Yadav is though not disapproving of the temple, but is always finding some or the other fault with the way the inauguration is being done, with the way it is being politicized, with the way everything that is visible around it or with the way the credit is going to Modi and Yogi. So they find some or the other fault with it. So there is some amount of disapproval in that sense about it. Like a lot of Yadav villages I visited were saying that we will not celebrate Diwali on uh, January 22. So they are saying that this is a BJP event, even though our sentiments are with uh, Ram, this is a BJP event, this is a political event. Similarly, Jatav Dalits who are voters of BSP, so they are sort of showing indifference to the entire euphoria which is around the inauguration of Ram Temple. Banyas and uh, upper caste who are core voters of uh, BJP, they are most euphoric. OBCs are sort of slightly more nuanced. Those who are traditional voters of the BJP are more euphoric. Those who have flitted from say SP to BJP or otherwise are have sort of nuanced view. Then there are non-Jato Dalits like Valmikis and Khatiks. They are more or less supporting even if not as euphoric as uh, upper caste. So these are Dalits who have been voting for the BJP. So somewhere, you know, the views are also politically colored and not merely. So it sort of underlines that, you know, perhaps the Ram Temple inauguration is not entirely a matter of faith, but also a matter of politics. Now, at a time when thousands of people will be attending the inaugural ceremony in Ayodhya, the Congress party will be staying away. Last week, after a fair bit of deliberation, the Grand Old Party declined the invitation extended to its leader Sonia Gandhi, Malikarjun Kharge and Adhiranjan Chaudhary by the Sri Ram Janmabhumi Tirat Shetra Trust. When we spoke to Indian Express's Manoj Siji, he told us that the party feared the repercussions of attending the ceremony as well as avoiding it. While some of the leaders from the Hindi heartland were of the view that the invitation should be accepted, for instance, people like Digvijay Singh, but many leaders, primarily weighed down by history, they had taken a different view and the state units of Tamil Nadu, Kerala, many of the state units were not keen that the party should accept the invitation. So the initial discussions were more or less weighing the pros and cons of the invitation itself. Plus he says that most leaders felt that the invitation was an attempt by the BJP to put the Congress on the spot, especially with the Lok Sabha elections just a few months away. Because if it chooses to go, it would be seen as pro-Hindu and anti-secular. And if it doesn't go, then it gets branded as anti-Hindu. If you talk to a leader from Kerala, which has a significant Muslim population, they would all immediately say that the party cannot afford to be seen as playing this Hindu to a card or going for that consecration ceremony because it's a sunk project. You know, the party cannot associate itself with that project. So that is one argument which is slightly leaning towards what you call this pro-secular opinion. Then there is another view which clearly articulates, see, the religion is the personal faith. Mr. Rahul Gandhi himself visits temple, you know, even during the Bharat Jodo Yatra or, you know, when he goes for campaigning in states, he visits temples. So there is nothing wrong in going even to Ayodhya. Everybody is free to, you know, practice their religion. But the reason the party finally chose not to attend the ceremony was because it sees the Ram Temple as an RSS and BJP project. 
So to associate with that project, especially since Prime Minister Narendra Modi, RSS uh, Sarsang Chalak Mohan Bhagwat, and Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath would be there. So it was seen as a Modi event. as an election event which senior congress leader rahul gandhi argued articulated the other day so finally they came to this view that while there is no bar no prohibition on congress leaders attending even attending the ceremony but primarily you know there is no bar on any congress leader going to ayodhya prior to the event or after the event it's a personal choice religion is a personal choice but on that day the party would not you know attend the ceremony because it's a bjp event it's an rss event it's a modi event But the thing to note is that the Congress has a rather checkered history when it comes to the Ram Temple. After all, the locks of the Babri Masjid were opened in 1986 when Rajiv Gandhi was the Prime Minister, and three years later, to contain the BJP's temple push, it was Gandhi who permitted the VHP to perform shinalayas at the disputed site. Later, when the Babri Masjid was demolished with the Congress at the center, PM Narasimha Rao was accused of not doing enough to stop it. even if you go back to you know the immediate years before the demolition the congress manifesto in 1991 spoke about construction of a temple you know while protecting the masjid and immediately after the demolition also there was a clear view that the initially the party articulated that the masjid should be rebuilt it is towards the late 1990s and 2000s that the party completely decided to remain silent and often articulated that it will abide by the court verdict so in the recent uh, you know in the last three decades the party kind of oscillated and vacillated on this it has at times taken a strident view then it fell into this cautious phase so there are different shades of opinion which coexist but how they packaged it is that you know it is a political event at the end of the day it's a modi event it's a political event it's an election event so the party need not be part of that and besides saying that this is a bjp event the other argument the party has given for not attending the consecration is that the temple is not yet complete the temple is not complete is an argument that the congress has borrowed from some of the shankaracharyas who had reportedly said that according to congress tradition the pran pratishtha is not done on a temple which is still under construction so that is one argument that the congress is trying to give you know the other day the senior congress leader rahul gandhi was in kohima addressing a press conference where this question was put to him and he said the highest authorities of the hindu religion in the country he did not specify shankaracharyas or anybody else but then he said the highest authorities of the hinduism in india you must have heard what they have said so that is an argument that the congress is also trying to make that you know the decision to do the pran pratishtha the consecration was taken in a haste it could have been done later on ram navmi day on any other day but the bjp kind of is rushing with the event because lok sabha elections are around the corner and they want to create a kind of a frenzy in the country so that is another argument that the congress is trying to make that it's an incomplete temple it's all being done with an eye on elections but even then This does not mean that all party leaders will stay away from the Ram Temple. For example, last week the entire leadership of the UP Congress and leaders like Dipinder Hooda from Haryana went to Ayodhya to offer their prayers. So the party is trying to wriggle out of the situation which has it has found itself in. All this is part of that. Now there is a talk that uh, Mr. Rahul Gandhi, who is on a second yatra on January twenty second, uh, he would be in Assam and he would offer some kind of prayers at some temple. So some say it could be at the Kamakya Temple in Guwahati. Some say it could be a Shiv Mandir in Lokra, and some say there is a Shankar Dev who is a very revered figure in Assam. His temple. so they are trying to you know negotiate this minefield of a political issue in their own way 
a batch of leaders have already visited and there is every possibility that after the consecration ceremony on january 22nd congress leaders would go to make a larger point that who is bjp or who is rss to invite us to the temple so that is one argument that the party has already given who gave the rss bjp the sang parivar the right to invite people to the consecration ceremony it's a temple everybody was free to go so on that day they will not go but of course there is every possibility that leaders may go after that to neutralize this whole argument that which they expect the bjp to make that the congress is anti ram or anti hindu now congress is not alone in taking the stance its allies now part of the india bloc have also adopted similar positions and have chosen not to attend the ceremony you know of course some of the parties initially try to argue that if they were invited they would go take for instance the case of samajwadi party dimple yadav one of its senior leaders and lok sabha mp said of course we would go if we are invited but then when the invitation actually reached akhilesh yadav he wrote a letter to the temple trust saying he was glad that he was invited and he offered all his wishes for the smooth conduct of the ceremony but then he cleverly worded it saying after the pran pratishta he would visit ayodhya with his entire family so it was a clear message that he will not be there on january 2nd but unlike the congress uh, he did not take a very hard political stance despite the fact that the conventional wisdom is that a large section of the samajwadi party support base uh, muslims but then clearly he did not take a that kind of a very solid the ideological position he only said that i'll visit after the pran pratishta unlike the congress and even the jdu in bihar they have said that if invited we would go but then they have organized a party event on those days so that it's given as an excuse mamta banerjee is organizing you know she's visiting some temple uh, kali temple on that day and you know she'll be visiting churches mosques so she's turning it into a sarva dharma sambhava kind of a packaging that she's doing so every party is weighing their options very carefully and reacting according to what they think is the political counter to this event though when it comes to the congress there are those within the party who feel that they should not take a soft hindutva approach by visiting temples whether in ayodhya or elsewhere because it would only reduce it to a poor photocopy of the bjp but some leaders believe that you know it it can be a good hedging strategy in the sense the visit to temples and all can be a good hedging strategy to send across a message that the party is not anti religion or anti hindu so mr gandhi visiting a temple or a mosque or a church or a gurudwara during the first yatra or during the second yatra will necessarily send a message they believe that the party is not in favor of any particular religion or against any particular religion it's a faith they have already the congress has already said that uh, mr gandhi is a worshipper of shiva so there is nothing wrong in him going to temple or anything like that but most of the people believe uh, an approach like a soft hindutva approach where talking about the opening of the temples was done opening of the locks of the babri masjid was done during rajiv gandhi's time or arguments like that will not necessarily fetch the congress more support or votes so the party should remain a centrist party with uh, respect and tolerance towards all religions that is perhaps an argument that the high command also believe should be taken where leaders are free to go to temples or any any places of worship but the party would not be necessarily taking a pro or anti stance but you know given the political difficulties that the party faces in and given the fact that as we discussed earlier the congress is not uh, really a very you know card based 
or that kind of a party, various shades coexist. In fact, if you look back to the first Congress government and Jawaharlal Nehru's government, had Shyam Prasad Mukherjee as a minister, had Malan Abul Kalam as a minister, had B. R. Ambedkar as a minister. So that has always been the how the Congress would like to package itself. You know, there are various shades of opinion, and the party is tolerant to all that. All these opinions can coexist. But the larger message that the High Command is trying to give is that faith is a personal matter. Anybody is free to go anywhere. The party is not stopping anyone from going anywhere. You are listening to Three Things by the Indian Express. Today's show was written and produced by me, Shashank Bhargav, and was edited and mixed by Suresh Pawar. If you like the show, then do subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also recommend the show to someone you think will like it. Share it with a friend or someone in your family. It's the best way for people to get to know about us. You can tweet us at Express Podcasts and write to us at podcasts at IndianExpress dot com.